Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Welcome to Berardi and Coke. I'm Carl, also known as Pod Dodger, but today it's not me dodging pods. And I'm joined today by Gilly. How are you doing, man? I'm getting in the way of pods. Are you getting <laughs> in the way of pods? <laughs> I won't yeah. wait to go on for a week and I want to meet. Was it for a week or was it last one? I can't remember. I've been been covering, so um, uh, Five Ed's decided that he's going to spend his, uh, his weekend away in Wales. Uh, so I'm jumping on on Smarty's behalf. Yeah, he's on those swings again, isn't he? Fair play to him. Um, <laughs> you're looking very summery there, Gilly. What's what's the crack with this man? <laughs> I'm manifesting. Uh, you're so manifesting. This is, you know, we're in we're in a situation where um, you know I, I think I think in order for us to get anything, what we need is West Ham to be comfortable in the league and Spurs to be Spursy, uh, and for both of them <laughs> to be on the beach by the by the time you play them. So. It's uh, on the beach, right, book Because uh, because you don't like the sunshine or the heat, do you? So I was kind of going, where no, 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 hell no, are no, you no, manifesting no. this? You know, it's warm enough today. It was what 20, 20 degrees or something, man. It's warm enough. This uh, that's that's nice temperature for you now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <that would be. laughs> so so, do you maybe uh, do you want to get it rolling there, so and we'll uh, we'll get this show on the road. Yeah, no bother. Nice one. Hi, this is Don Matteo, and you are listening to the Auto Know Better podcast. Let's do this. <laughs> you look like fucking Brolin, you're a leader in bastard. Or some sort of fucking weird floating head. No. <laughs> you tantal player a bit, innit? I mean, I feel a bit right, dickhead. Nothing spectacular, really. So it seems to be a team that Jay's nothing spectacular has has been fairly accurate the last couple of weeks. Um, now let's be honest, there was nothing spectacular about today either. But Gilly, I'm. It was horrible to watch personally. Um, but how are you feeling about it? What's what's are you going down the lines of? You know, Jay's thing there, nothing spectacular, or are you a bit more manifestation confident? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I I think that uh, if we if we if we put some context on the situation and look at what would have happened against a post palace Gracia, let's say, um, or a marsh, then you're looking mm. at six or seven put past us mm. today, I think. Um, uh, so I, I think in, in context, I, I put a tweet out of, uh, just before full time, marveling at the fact that what I think is the probably the best club side in the world right now, uh, mm-hmm. with probably the best player in the world in it that played the game yeah. against us, um, were slowing the game down against us, uh, and yeah. it's like you know this 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 shouldn't be happening. It just should not be happening. This um, and momentum swing is massive in football i think um that the the madness around the pen uh and mm. you know pep on the sideline saying you take this and and you know the, the 
potentially the biggest Leeds fan in the world refusing to because he didn't want to score. <laughs> <laughs> um, loved us, loved us. I mean, to, to be fair, uh, Gundogan's their captain and they were on a hat trick, so there is an argument around it. But at the same time, uh, Howland takes that he's not going to miss. Um, yeah. So I, I think, I think on balance, when you look at the swinging momentum, you look at the changes that were made. Uh, you know, there were a lot of focus on really not playing. He's played him. He'd called out that he was, you know, potentially one of our most, if not our most dangerous player before getting given the job uh, mm-hmm. and marvelling at the fact he wasn't playing. So he did play, didn't really get in the game. Um, but he's played him. And you look at the formation and you look at the um, objective of today, which, let's be honest, was not to get pumped. Mm-hmm. Um, then really, you know, it's objective achieved. And yes, um, Haaland could have had a hat-trick today. I, I don't yeah, think that's exaggerating to say he could have done. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I think I think it is a truism to say that if the, if the gaffer had not been changed in the past week, that's a big fucking hiding today. Yeah, yeah, I can't disagree with that. Like, uh, it, obviously, it was only since Wednesday that he was in, but you could see what he tried to fucking implement straight away was just not be weak at the back. Even though there was a lot of kind of times where I was, I was sitting there, I was like, geez, we're sitting very deep. We're, we're not taking any kind of impetus to, to push forward here at all. Like, but... Again, sure, we're, we're, it's all good enough saying it. We're, we're podcasters who don't coach professionally, yeah. like but Yeah, there is there is a bit of that, but I think the other side to it, I, for me, you know, I've said the objective was not to get pumped. I think the objective was to still be in the game at eighty minutes, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and then you know, if you try and carry something to the opposition and it's on eighty minutes and you get caught on the break, well, mm-hmm. it's two nil. You might lose three nil. But you might get a goal and you might lose 2-1 or you might snatch a draw. Um, I think the the important thing was to be in the game and it not to be a cricket score by the time it, it, it got round to 75, 80 minutes. And mm-hmm. they did that. They managed that. And and a lot of that, you know, there was were, there were some luck riding. There was some poor finishing on their part. Um, but there was some battling and there was some, uh, you know, it, you're right. It was awful to watch. It wasn't a fun game. Mm. But, but what could we have done realistically today that would make that a fun game for a Leeds fan? There's all yeah. sorts of ways it could have been a fun game for a neutral. We could have won because the world wanted that. <laughs> Let's be yeah. honest. Yeah, yeah, the world could have, I, I, I shared a tweet through the week that was from the Guardian Weekly that basically was uh, Barry Glendening saying no one would laugh harder than him if, if, if Leeds got a win. Um, and, you know, you're looking at the, the, the talking at Big Samsden during the week and uh, all of the neutrals uh, uh, on, on any podcast you listen to, um, you know, BBC Daily, whatever else, they're all saying, you know, it'd be, it'd be great if Leeds could go there and get a result. And it was never expected by any stretch. That's why the odds were so massive in, in, in our favour, in, in, towards us. So I think with all of the context applied to it, the 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 fact that they're slowing the game towards yeah. pushing to get another one and not streaks ahead of us in terms of the, the score line. I think that's that's testament to actually what Big Sam's done uh, in instilling a little bit of pride, a little bit of fight, uh, yeah. making sure that they're not a pushover. Because, um, you know, conceding when we did, you're looking at it, you're thinking, fucking hell, this could be a cricket score. Because yeah. to to, to consider, you, you look at what happened against Palace, where we were playing quite well before they scored their first, and then it all just mm. fell apart. And then we played Liverpool, and I mean, again before the first goal, we looked okay. I thought we yeah. looked okay against Bournemouth before they scored their goal. Mm. So to, to look okay and then concede and then just fall apart, you know, it's like an England batting collapse. Um, yeah. So to, to avoid that was a big deal. It, it was a running team for us over the last maybe five or six games, like where we play very, very kind of well, uh, look very threatening for 20, 25 minutes. And if we didn't hold out to half time at nil all, we always kind of felt that if they scored, we were going to get fucked either way because that it always seemed like there was a lot of pressure on us. Even when Yank was in charge, 
there was always a lot of pressure on us to either score in the first 20, 25 minutes or we felt we were fucked. Yeah. And today, although we didn't look like we were going to score at any point, really, um, it was nice to just see us not, like you said, not getting pumped, not looking like we were a team already beaten. Like They, they looked like they had a bit of fight in them today. Like Foshaw put in two heavy, heavy tackles in yeah, the first yeah. few minutes. <laughs> and you know what? I, I think that's exactly what we need as well. Like, you know, I know you kind of want to play football and what we've been used to over the last couple of years or last year or whatever, but you've you got to look at it and go, right, we need to smash some people just here and there because, yeah. like Sam has said, the ticky-tacky stuff is all good and well when you're mid-table. You're absolutely fancying yourself to maybe push for a European spot, but with it being the way it is now, you, you need to just kind of smash people a little bit and, and make sure that they know you're in the game and they can't just pass it around you now. And I'm going to contradict myself a bit here now because City did pass it around us quite well. But there was phases in the game where when we did put the foot in, they didn't look to get it forward. They tried to just play it around at the back of it. Um, Look for those kind of... When you when you watch City, they're very easy to read on the television. A little bit harder in, in real life, I'd imagine. But on the TV, they're very easy to read. Where as soon as the likes of Gundogan or De Bruyne get the ball, you have two players down the middle instantly making those runs down the middle at our centre-backs. But you've also got the two boys going wide. So yeah. what automatically, when they go down the middle, our defence gets tighter. And that leaves the wings wide open. And it happened for both their goals. Now... I don't know. I I think you can kind of forgive Firpo because he was pushing Mares away from goal on both occasions to make it more difficult for him. And Couldn't disagree more. Could not disagree more. <laughs> I thought he was pushing him away from goal, and and I think the obviously the 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 pressing of the ball was weak, but he was putting him in the right direction. But no, absolutely for, for not. I think for me, I, I think the person who's at fault for that first goal is not just because of the shit he's got recently or anything like that. I think it's McKenney. He leaves him. He leaves too much space in front of uh, Verber, and he doesn't close down uh, Gundogan quick enough. And for me, that's where the fault lies in that. I think Firpo has has done what he, he needed to keep him away from the byline. He needed to keep him away from squaring it the way City liked to do it. He pushed him the opposite direction didn't give him the option of a shot on his left foot, forced him to play the pass. I think the, the, the overall for me there is that McKinney leaves far too much space there, far too much space, and he doesn't leave so, himself enough time to close the ball down when he does. That, that's so just that's, that's the way I look at it. I, I don't disagree with McKinney. I think McKinney was even more culpable for the second goal, to be honest, because mm. Gundogan's just done him with, a, with a, uh, just a, a bit of a... A, a hip slide and, and uh, you know McKenny thinks he's got him because he thinks he's going to come onto his left foot Gundo is mm. never going to come onto his left foot from there so McKenny's yeah. left stranded because he moves it shifts it back onto his right and then just pops in corner um uh, the reason that I'm saying I couldn't disagree more is um Firpo's got control of Mares or you think he has because mm. Mares is always going to check on his left Firpo shows him onto his left where he's strongest the one time he showed him onto his right, and I, I said, I said in a, in a different group chat, I said, Firpo showed Mares onto his left twice. Now they're going to score from this. That was before mm-hmm. their first goal. The one time he showed him onto his right, the ball dribbled out and went for a goal kick. Mm. Um, yeah. He showed him on his left, where he's strongest. He's fully confident. If you show Mares onto his left, he's fully competent. And he's comfortable yeah. with that. And that's exactly where he wants it. He wants to check back inside and he let him. And then he just had time to be able to pick it out because not only did he show him on his left, he also gave him too much space. He needed to be closer to him. Now, I agree with that, that does mean That does mean you can get beaten by some skill, a trick, or what have you. But if you get beat by some skill, a trick, or what have you, make sure you've got him on his right and you've got him at the byline so he's running down a tight avenue. Mm. Uh, and then you rely on your central players. And you are right. I think... I think um, uh, I, I thought Forshaw did okay, but I think Forshaw and McKenney were both culpable for Gundogan being in the position that he was for the first goal. The, the second goal, McKenney's got to be the one that closes him down and gets there, and he didn't. 
Um, Jay's had a goal. Robles, I don't think Robles can do anything about either of those goals. If you let somebody with a capability that Gundogan or any, uh, to be fair, any of any their of single them. players, um, yeah. uh, with that amount of space on, on the edge of your box, what's your keeper going to do? Especially that second one. I mean, that second one, I don't know if you saw it slowed down after after he'd scored it when, when, when it was going in. But it's, it's about a yard and a half wide of the post and kills back in and actually goes in off the bottom of the post. Yeah. Robles is not going to near that, but it's gone around yeah. two defenders. So I, 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 I think it's really harsh to blame Robles for that. And I, I thought it was. Oh, no, wrong. yeah. And I thought, I, I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was a good decision to pull Merley out of firing line. Look, I, I, I think Robles didn't do himself any harm there at all to start against West or uh, Newcastle on Saturday. Um, he made one or two good saves from Haaland where it was, uh, he was one on one with Haaland in the, the, the first half, the first few minutes, maybe. And, uh, spread himself big at the near post and made a good save. And there was a couple of others where he he came and he, he caught it and, or he, he punched it or caught it. Um, and it, it, it just kind of, I think it maybe gave the back four, the back line five, a bit of a, bit of a safety net that they, they could potentially rely on. And that's no slide on media either. Don't get me wrong. It's just keepers go through them, you know? Yeah. Um, no, that's true. I, I just want to say, so uh, Jay said in the comments, whoa, 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 I was emotional. But has also said in the comments, probably didn't do enough for me on the goals. So I'm not having any of that at all. Is that how I'm referring to? So emotion, not, I, I don't think Robles can do anything with either of those goals. Mm. No, I, I, like they, you could maybe question the first one, but he looks like he's been wrong-footed uh, with the, the strike. It looks like he's expecting it to go across him like the, the second one did, rather than where he put it. So you can see that he's wrong footed. Like he's not, that there's nothing that he can do about that. But um, just uh, in relation to the midfield, Gilly, like how do you think it, it worked out with uh, the three lads, Rocca, uh, McKinney and, and Foshaw? Do you think is that something that we'd need to look at again for Newcastle? Or do we try and be a bit more creative and not so much with the, Trying to stifle them and hit them on the break type thing. So what I said on the on the midweek pod was I expected Weston to play further forward uh, and try because he's good in the air uh, and therefore mm. you know we're going to be knocking it long from centre backs and from keeper which which we did. But you've got yeah. to do against it. You're not going to play out against them. Um, you, you know you, you just get ripped apart if you try to play it out. And, and Big Sam is not somebody that's going to play through the centre backs into defensive centre midfield. He, he's not somebody that's going to do that. Um, mm. So I, I did expect McKenney to be further forward. Um, and one of the reasons for that, if you look at the goal that we did score, Western wins the first, um, Firpo wins the second. It drops uh, into their defence. Rodrigo takes them off. It, it takes it off them and scores. So we, we did win the header in that. In that, you know. Um, 40 yards, 45 yards out from, from their goal. He's won a header, then we've won another header. That's, mm-hmm. you know, that that's that's what, that's what the sort of thing that we're going to be looking to expect from Big Sam. He, he, that's what he wants from him. I, I, in mm-hmm. terms of the midfield three, I didn't think Rocker had a very good game. I think it's really difficult to try and judge capability when you're up against uh, the, the level of midfielder we were at. Uh, it's it's mm-hmm. really difficult to judge them. But I didn't think Rocker had a good game. I didn't think McKenny had a good game. Uh, and but it speaks for the it speaks volumes for their mobility around the pitch that Farshaw was the most advanced of the three um, because yeah. he was the only one that had any legs in midfield and that's that's just crazy he's thirty one with yeah. one, one he's only got half a hip left he this shouldn't be the most mobile midfielder we've got yeah I, I like I looked at that as well and I thought it was a bit mad like but you can kind of understand from a point where if you want, like we weren't going to be creative today at all, no. like the way we were set up, it wasn't set up to be creative and try and make as many chances as we possibly could. That's just not how we were today. But with Foshaw playing in McKinney's position, to me, that looked like Sam wanted someone who was a big tackler, who was going to yeah. absolutely clock someone and, and, and break up the play in the midfield rather than try and press them into their final third because... We were never going to be able to do that, like because if we did that, we'd have been just caught every which way from Sunday. Like so, I like like I agree with you that it was weird to see Foshaw there, but my thinking behind that was get someone up there who's going to smash someone, 
Just get someone yeah. in there who, who's not afraid to just break up the play. That's a typical Sam Allardyce side. We've seen him for years and years throughout the Premier League. Yet Kevin Nolan previously at Bolton and stuff like that. Do you yeah. know what I mean? That's Foshaw is ideally Sam's type of player if he can stay fit. Well, I thought that was going to be Weston's role. You know, you look at Mm. Nolan, you look at Davies and, and, you know, that in-between attack and and midfield, winning that header in there and trying to get on the knockdowns. I think Mm. that's what we're... That's why I was saying McKinney further forward. I think that might still be what we see. Maybe not against Newcastle, but maybe against West Ham. Um, We'll we'll, we'll see that. It'll be very interesting what we do if you look at, um, you know, they've got some monsters in midfield. Um, so it'll be yeah. it'll be interesting to see, see what we do there. But I think um, it's really difficult to judge how good a game any of our players had when we relinquish so much possession. And and mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying that we were wrong to do so. I'm just saying it's really tough. You know, you look at Bamford and the impact he had on the game. Well, it was it was yeah. next to nothing. But did we expect him ever to? He was somebody yeah. to run around. That was it. He was somebody to just get in their way whenever he could. Um, yeah. And you know what? If 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 it, if it broke, yeah, run it down or, or what have you. Um, you, you. You know, you look at Jackie on on the wing, and I, I thought he did all right um, for mm. all of the chance that he was able to be in the game. He looked all okay on the ball. He looked quite tidy. Um, but what he was doing was working more in defence than he was in attack for just about the entire time he was on the pitch. So it's really difficult you know you look on the other side i mentioned about nonto and the pressure that previous managers had been under to play him and had big sam not played him having said this is amazing why are they not playing their, their, their most effective <laughs> attacker and then not played him you know, um it, it would have crucified himself so um it was yeah. always yeah for me it was always going to play today it, it fit it was always going to play um so i think uh, but I, I didn't think he was particularly effective while on the pitch. Um, yeah. I think you were really, really unlucky to get booked. And I think that played on his mind a little bit, actually, after being booked. Because if you look at the booking, he, he, he's, he's slipped. Yes, he's caught the man. Yeah. But I don't think you have to book there. I think you can just give a free kick and go, you know, we know that one on purpose. You've slipped. You've caught your man. Yeah. And he, he stood up and he's, he's immediately has gone, you know, I've, I've slipped. I'm sorry. He's helped him up and, and that. And I, I think... I think as a ref, you can give yourself a a few seconds to make a decision there, and, and, and I, I thought that was really harsh. And I think actually that's played on his mind because uh, he, he stood off a lot more beyond mm. that. And, and you know, that, that, I think it was Jimmy that came on for him, wasn't it? And again, yeah. I thought Jimmy did okay, but it, it's just it's so difficult. And I, and I I expect that you know if you look at the player ratings, which I haven't, if you look at the player ratings, it's probably going to be. Uh, the defend the the, the centre backs uh, keeper and the defensive midfielders that have got the higher rating because they're the ones that were putting in the blocks and you know they were mm. they were they were pressing but they were pressing when it came into those areas. Um, so if you look at any passes that we did make and you look at the I don't know if you saw the stat but at half time Gundogan had almost twice our passing amount on his oh, own. Yeah. 86 passes and we had like we had barely hit double figures. Yeah, we were so at half time. We'd we'd made 47 as a total pass as a total team. Gundogan had done 92 on his own. So you know when when you're relinquishing that that level of control in a game in order to try and stay in the game, it's really difficult to ascertain whether somebody's played well or not because what opportunity have you had to show that you have? Um, yeah. yeah I, it, it's a difficult one. I, I I didn't think Rasmus played particularly well. I thought I thought he, 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 his fist pumping after Haaland missed a chance was what are you doing? Uh, yeah, as yeah. I say, I, I, um, when it comes down to Firpo, I thought he dealt with Mares quite poorly on the on the goals. Um, but you know, we've come away. Um, I, I I went just as we were coming on. I mm. put a split at. at, at um, at the World Cup point, but this is total results, not total teams. And bearing in mind the number of games they've had, but I'm just going to run through the list of sides that have lost to Man City by two goals or more just this season. Right. So prior to the World Cup, you had West Ham, Bournemouth, Palace, Forest, Sevilla, Wolves, Scum, FC Copenhagen, Southampton, Brighton, Sevilla, Chelsea, and us all lost by two or more goals. Right. However. After the World Cup, 
Chelsea, Spurs, Wolves, Villa, Arsenal, Bournemouth, Bristol City, Newcastle, Leipzig, Burnley, Liverpool, Southampton, Bayern Munich, Leicester, Sheffield United, Arsenal and West Ham all came away from a game against Man City with the worst result that we did today. I mean, yeah. what more can you... You know, we, we were desperate. We are desperate for points. Fucking mm. bit of context. Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. Yeah. Um... You mentioned there about the uh, when we scored, uh, when Rod scored, that we were we were winning second balls uh, in that area. I, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that I, I felt that that was a part of our game that we needed to be more um, on the ball with. Really, would be winning the second balls because we're not, we were, we're not winning headers when we when we put it long, and that's that's look. Let's be honest, that's our gameplay at the moment. Like that's that's our mo. Um, so I, I mentioned that if we're going to do that, we need to be <clears throat> clinical with how we're doing it. If the ball's going to one side of the pitch, we all need to understand as a, a unit in that side that you need to be within 10, 15 yards of the player going for the header to win that second ball. And, and today, there was quite a bit of it in the second half, more so the second half than the first. And it, I, I think that's something that we need to try and utilise a little bit more with the way we're going to be playing under Sam for the next three games. It's going to be high, long balls whenever we get the chance, you know. There, there, there's going to be no fancy football. He's even come out and he doesn't like ticky-tacky shite is what he says, like, you know. So we know what we're going to get. So I, I, I'm, I'm sure Sam will work on those kind of things, working off the second ball, making sure there's players available when, you know, those opportunities come along, um, but that that's that's one thing that I could uh, I could see maybe working for us against Newcastle if we can kind of get in and around their players with with the you know couple of yards spare or whatever. I think that's something that we could definitely work off. You know, yeah, um, absolutely. I, I I think I know we'll cover it more on, on the main part on uh, Tuesday, but I I think you could nearly target Trippier's and uh, corner with that kind of thing as well. You know, if you're going to play a long ball, pick the shortest man. They always do it. Like, teams have always done it to us. They put it over yep. the top of the smallest man. Why can't we start doing that now and just use the the, the 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 second ball to try and press forward on the front foot? But look, I thought for a second there, towards the end, we were going to sneak a 2-2 draw. But, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll put that down to the vice beer at the moment, you know. So, <laughs> but um, is there any comments you maybe want to fire through there, Gilly, from... Some of the some of the chat there, or yeah, we can do. I think um, it's, it's Stu's making a point here. If we'd have protected our goal difference against Liverpool, Arsenal, Bournemouth, Palace, we still lost, but we'd be above Leicester. Um, mm. So you know, our, our goal difference has, has taken a kick in. But this was a follow up comment that it made. It says protecting our goal difference is worth a point. I mean. It's not worth a point, but I get where he's coming from. It could be worth a point come the end of the season based on the fact that the likes of Forrest, um, uh, the likes of, I think, even even Everton, although that, that might be quite close now, uh, mm. have got a worse goal difference than us. So it, it could it could easily come down to that. It's so close at the bottom. You know, it's looking like Southampton are getting cut adrift now. But having said that, I think they play Forrest Monday night. Yeah, now, that's a big one now. Yeah, so if, to lose. If, well, if, if, yeah, if, <laughs> if they beat Forest, which I, I think at this point we're probably hoping for, um, you know, they'd be uh, three points behind Forest um, with a better goal difference. So, you know, it, it, it's I, I and Forest at, at this point in time are not in the bottom three, so it, it's a bit crazy at the moment. It's still so close. It's really, really difficult to call where things are going to go, and and yeah, I, I think uh, Southampton are probably down. If they lose to Forest, it's almost certain that they're down. Um, but if they beat them, they could they could still be in it. So um, I think I think goal difference is um, really important. Um, any comment? Okay. Um, no, so, oh right, sorry. Um, so. Just, just touching on your point there about Southampton and Forest. Do you think would you be worried if Forest got a win? Uh, looking at look, like looking at their. I've fixtures. got to be honest. Look, looking at Southampton, I, I, um, I expect Forest to get a win. So, um, mm. I, I... say hello to a new era of mental health care. 
Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. They'll be above us. Um, and I think uh, Leicester and Everton both play. One of them play tonight, one of them play tomorrow. No, they're both tomorrow, aren't they? Um, they're both tomorrow, yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, we, we could be... Uh, and, and likely will be in the bottom three if Forrest uh, win on Monday yeah. night. Uh, yeah. So, you know, we'll, we'll go from from 16th to the bottom three without playing. Uh, but that, that is how tight it is. So, yeah, um, it's a difficult one to call. We kind of want Southampton cut adrift because they, they could still claw their way back into it. This um, is it. We want them cut adrift, but, but equally Forrest at the moment are below us. If we if we say you know if that ends up a draw, there's fewer points being handed out, but then both teams get a point, and and Forest would still go above us. So it's a difficult one to call. I I don't think looking at it so closely on a per game basis when it's our opposition, I don't think that's going to do us any favours. And I, I, I mm. certainly from a from a player's perspective, Big Sam won't have any of that. Willie, it'll be concentrating on on what you do and and let the cars fall where they may for everybody else. Yeah, um, and and also, Gilly, if we do end up in uh, the bottom three before we play Newcastle next week, every time we've been in the bottom three this season, what have we done? We've won every single time. Every single time, four times in the bottom four, bottom three, four wins. So you know, the, the, there could be that motivation there for the players as well. You know, let's not break this little run that we've we. You, you got to just take the wins, you know, you got to take the runs that you can get. Like, you know, <laughs> I think being in the bottom four or bottom three and, and getting out every time is, is, is a run you need to take, you know? Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, what's uh, anything else there that you maybe want to pop up? Yeah, a couple more, today? yeah. So, uh, Paul Brennan's in with, to play the Citizens, best team in Europe and only get beat by only 2-1 when we've been getting smashed isn't about feeling positive after a defeat, isn't normal. Come on, Leeds, keep fighting. Um, yeah, I think I think I think that's all fair. Um, I, 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 I expanded a little bit more than that. Um, you know, best team yeah. in Europe. I think I think they're best club side in the world at the moment. I'd imagine so. Yeah. Uh, which, all, the, all, you know, all they're missing is the Champions League. Well, yeah, but they're on for it. Um, they're, yeah. they're still on for the treble, aren't they? And um, I think does that put them that win today? I think puts them four points clear at the top of the most difficult. League in the world. It, it does indeed put them four points clear. I don't know how Arsenal have cabbaged that one, but they seem to have done it. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, they, they what they drew with Southampton. Did they, did they draw with West Ham? Um, you know, and just those two results. Were it West Ham? Did so they, they yeah, they because uh, I think they won the three one up against Southampton, and and they cabbaged that. Three all with Southampton, three two all with uh, West Ham. They were two nil up against Liverpool and Cabbage that one as well, and they so lost four one to City. So that that's six points gone, even if you ignore yeah. the City result, which puts yeah. them two points clear at the top of the league if if they beat West Ham and Southampton Jeez. and and having been up in front of Liverpool. So I hope, yeah. I hope we haven't got any Arsenal fans listening here. You might have just finished <laughs> them off. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. as well. So, um, actually, someone else before I before before I get onto that, someone else had said, "I think that's Bamford finished." Um, 
Uh, I can't see it now. I think it might have been Jay. Oh, Mark, Mark Jones and Jay both going two-footed on, on, on... I think Lord Bamford's gone now. We've definitely had the best out of him. Um, I Like I, was, I touched upon, I think it's really, really unfair to judge him on today because he was never expected to win anything except challenge for a yeah. loose ball, maybe, or try and, try and win a header. Um, but Stu makes a, a, a point here. Rodrigo's far more clinical than Bamford, but less useful as a lone hold-up nine. Now, we didn't see a lot of that today. But mm. did we really expect to, is the question. Um, I think it's, it's an unrealistic expectation. Um, I think somebody else in, in one of the group chats said, if that chance falls to Bamford, he misses it. Um, and, and, you know, Rodrigo did finish it. Um, so, but there are, there are two different players. I, I do, I want to see them playing together. That's that's mm. my point, I, and I, you know the four five one today I think was probably the right choice, and I, I didn't necessarily want to see them playing together today. But yeah. I think when we when we look into carry, you know, we look at our home games and we look at the fixtures that are remaining. We we need to carry a threat, and I and I think we do that best with them both on the pitch. I think you're right, man. I think um, when you look at how we play with each of them. You know, whenever one's on the pitch and the other isn't, our style of play is completely different. Like, so we've mentioned before on on the pod that, like, when Bamford's on, it's more hold up, bring players into the game, lay it off, try and, you know, bring the midfield further into it, stuff like that. You know, but when it's Rodrigo, it's very much get the ball forward, let, let, get him playing off the, you know, the the, the centre backs, and just get him in behind. Today, there was maybe one or two efforts where he nearly got that when he came on, um, barred the ball being a little bit shit played into him. Like, But there was there, you could see that. But if we had the two of them on the pitch, we have, like, in a, in a kind of front two, Gilly, we, you can see that we'd have very much two styles of play that we could play off rather than limiting ourselves to one style and then bringing on another player to to switch it around and play a different style. It just sometimes it doesn't work for us. What are you giggling at there? Like <laughs> <laughs> I just see two of the comments. I'll come on to it in a minute. There's some nice stuff going on. Fucking hell. I'm I can't even see them on my here. Um so yeah, so I think um, it'd be nice, like you said, to see the ball playing as a, a front two, because then it gives us more options in relation to do we want Bamford to hold the ball up? Do we want Rodrigo to play in behind? Because they're, they're two totally different players. And if yeah. you have that option on the pitch, I know it kind of takes away from our midfield then, but we can get a creative player out wide uh, in Jackie or Somerville or Nanto, or, you know, we can get those creative players there who have no problem cutting inside and, and maybe using that 10 roll as a, a kind of a, a spare bit to maybe get the right and left backs further forward to cover that space out wide, you know, so there, yeah, there's definitely right, options yeah. there that we can uh, we can utilise both players being on the pitch with, but it's who do you sacrifice in that sense then uh, from the midfield, you know? It, it is, but um, even if you play with two up front, Rodrigo's naturally mm. going to drop and Paddy's naturally going to occupy the centre-backs, so you kind of almost play him with Rodrigo in the hole anyway, even if you play him both up front, um, mm. I, I'm not convinced that Big Sam will go for that because I, I do think that <clears throat> against sides that are not as mobile, not as capable as Man City, which is pretty much anybody that we're going to play against ever, um, that McKenny can play further forward because you don't need the same level of mobility. So he can win those headers in the air and you can look to get Bamford, Willie, Jackie, Jimmy playing off him, picking <clears throat> up those second balls and, and, and you know, even Furpo who, who won the second ball uh, for the goal. So um, I, I I'm, I'm not convinced Big Sam will go for it, but I do think we carry more of a threat with the, with the two of them up front. Equally, yeah. he might really um, surprise us and at home play a Brexit 4-4-2, let's go back to Pulis, Daesh, um, play it long, two up front, see if Paddy can win some headers, Rodrigo playing off him with two wingers playing and, and see what we get and, and, and the, again, the cards fall where they may. So it's, at this point in time, as Big Sam himself said, Pep had no idea what he was going to do today. Mm. I mean, you could you could make a bet that we were going to sit deep and we we're going to play it long. 
but who he was going to play. I mean, nobody called Rasmus going at centre-back. Even when it came out, I, everybody was going, oh, Ayling's playing centre-back, what are we doing that? And I went, well, unless it's Rasmus. But I didn't expect it to be. <laughs> yeah. That was a bit of a surprise. I thought Furpole coming back in was a bit of a surprise mm. um, because I expected us to be try and be a bit more solid defensively. Now, Furpo offers a bit more going forwards, but we didn't expect that from our full-backs today. So that were a, that were a bit of a surprise. But, you know, you play, you, we saw a strike there earlier. We played Verba there, but we needed him at centre-back today with Cooper out. Mm. Um, but, um, you know, we've, we've seen strike there be a bit more solid, but he's not as mobile. He's not as quick as Furpo. So um, mm. there's plus or minuses all the way around. Um, but he, here's another one that made me chuckle, and I think this could have been a typo to be fair to him. But Jay says, Jay of the Auto No Better Pod says, Lads, we have to go forward with Rodrigo Lover Bamford. Now, I'd like to see them on the pitch together, and I'd like them to build a relationship together, but yeah. that's not the sort of thing I was thinking, to be honest. No, Jay, like, uh, it, 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 see, this happened to Jay quite a bit when he got his new phone. Do you remember a new phone about eight months ago? He got that new phone where autocorrect was hooking him the whole time. Not having it, Jay. It's not a new phone anymore. We know what you're doing, man. Let's see your fucking shit there now. We know what you're at. Um, Bully wants Luke to start an OnlyFans. <laughs> man have you, you want to hear the state of his knee he might need to for an operation uh, Bully's in the comments as well piss um, over his shoulder what the fuck so uh, yeah that's what I was chuckling at um, back to the actual football uh, Nick G's in the comments Robles settled my nerves slightly I think if you look mm. at the the level of confidence that We've had him earlier that he's clearly had in the games recently. I think he was more assured. You know, when we were speaking before about when Cooper were out and when Verbo were out and we were playing Rasmus at right back, so we didn't even have Alien. And you're thinking, who's our captain? Who's our leader? Actually, Robles being in there could have settled that down quite easily. Mm. Um, I think he was assured. You know, he came and collected the ball a few times. And other than Rasmus nodding it out of his hands, um, I think it uh, looked okay. And do you know what? Even when that happened, he recovered well at some of his feet. So yeah. I, I think he did, he did well. And I didn't, I, I didn't wet myself thinking, shit, don't come out there <laughs> at any point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was the thing, though. He, he actually punched and caught. Um, and like, I'm not slagging Mez off at all. Don't get me wrong. I don't want anyone to think I am. But... There was, like you said, that air of confidence where your keeper is like he, he came through a load of players and took some out, took out a own, yeah. took out City players. But that's what a keeper's and, got to do, isn't it? Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Well, like uh, years ago when I played in goal every now and again for my local team, Jimmy, the ref used to ref our games and he'd be like, Casco, will you just go through them? You're the goalkeeper. You get away <laughs> with it. And I was like... <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> so, so, so that yeah, explains I mean, a lot, actually. You've got to have a little bit missing to be a keeper, so that explains a lot. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about that. Mark Jones is in as well. I mean, he's oh, wanting yeah. you to start an OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! So no, we'll have to wait and see. Okay. You know, yeah, you know. Um, uh, question then for you: How do you how in, in reference to the fourteen fourteen Yorks question? Uh-huh. Ailing's got to be dropped. He's getting skinned every game. Newcastle Wings will tear him apart. Do Do you think that somebody else at right back is going to improve us there? Don't have anyone else for right back. I'm not putting Rasmus there. He's a you'd fucking donkey. You'd, you'd He's a donkey. To, there's, there's no, there is nobody else. You know, we we, we might have had Shaq <laughs> if you want on loan, but that, that's it. There's yeah. nobody else to play there. Unless, there is no one else unless you played McKenny there. <laughs> oh, like Foshaw, unless you know Foshaw's ready. Like Stewie Dallas didn't have the brace on his leg today. Maybe he'll be back in time. You know, God <laughs> unfortunately, knows. I mean, I, I would love to see you. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm hoping he makes a return before the end of the season. It'd be fantastic to see it. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the closer the end of the season gets, the, the less likely it is, isn't it? Um, not even on the bench, so it, it, it's unlikely, but it, it'd, be, it'd be ace to see him back. But, yeah, I mean, if you had a fit Dallas, yeah, fine. Okay, that's somebody yeah. that's perfectly confident, competent at playing that position. I just, I, I genuinely, like... Uh... I think, regardless of Alien getting skinned or not, it was up against 
two of the best players that on the planet at the moment in, in like you said arguably the best team on the planet um if he's not getting skinned by them then pet's having a word <laughs> yeah, this, this, this is it like you know what i mean so ailing reads the game better than rasmus does in my opinion he's more experienced he reads it better but like i, I don't know what rasmus offers in a forward motion unless he's playing kind of as a sort of right winger in a yeah. midfield five or something going forward or a wing back. I don't know what he offers because he either pumps it long down the line or he looks for it inside or goes back. Now, if you can't carry, like Ailing can carry the ball. Ailing's not afraid to carry the ball. Which he did do today a couple of times, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. The, the one, one, one time he kind of went down a bit of an avenue and then didn't really know how to, yeah. to get out of it. But he carried it most of the length of the pitch today, which you yeah. don't see from Rasmus. That's exactly it. So I think in 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 that regard, there's no you know disrespect to Erasmus. He's still only what twenty two, something like that, isn't he? So is he? he's, uh, he's only he's only young. On that, isn't he's only young. Like I wouldn't imagine he's more than that now. Much that's more a, than that's that. That's a paper round like like Lukad. Yeah, well, there must have been a lot of. Is it, what's it say? <laughs> Jamie said there must have been a no, lot I mean, of dogs. He was twenty. He was twenty four when we signed him. Was he? How old is he now? Twenty five now. Oh. Well, he should have more fucking cop on then and, and understanding how to play the game. No more fucking excuses. We can pin him now then if he's not a kid. Pin him off. He's, he's, he's getting on a bit now anyway. Pin him off before he gets any worse. Be <laughs> I, think, I mean, um, I, I, I do think that um, a lot of it uh, depends on, on on who you expect Newcastle to be playing out, out wide. Um, mm. I think um, Joe Linton's played some games out there. Um, and you know he's a bit he, he's strong and and uh, he, he is mobile, but he uses his strength more than he uses his pace. Um, mm. I think um, Almiron's not really been playing much. He, he were on form earlier on this season. He's not been playing much, but Isak uh, again very mobile, but doesn't use his strength at all. It's all about his touch, and uh, you know uh, I don't know if you saw it, it didn't actually go down as an assist because one of the defenders brushed to the ball, uh, but but. Um, he beat about seven opponents about four mm. times each. <laughs> yeah, he tore them <laughs> and, up. And, yeah, and played the ball across her. Um, yeah, I think that Ailing's better suited if it's not a strength off. Um, but I think if it's an all-out strength off, then you know Rasmus might be your, your, your choice. But I see so little in Rasmus that it's difficult. And, and I love Bill, and yeah, he's been he's, he's not been on form. Uh, since coming back from, from his injury. And for that length of time, genuinely, he's not played particularly well. And I'm really looking forward to getting him back because we've missed him. Um, but I still think he's probably the best person that we've got available to play that position. So just on that note, it, it's probably more something for um, the pod on, on Tuesday night. But do we try and go out and buy a new right back in the summer or do we just take drama back and, and go with him? Depends which league we're in. Yeah, I'd like say <laughs> right. Okay, say say we're in the the Premier League. What do you do? Uh, like, if do the, yeah, if we're in the Premier League, I think you you don't get any money for Ailing. He's what no. 30, uh, 31 now. Uh, you don't get any money for him, but he's a, a good lad to have around the squad. Uh, mm. So I think you cash in what you can on Rasmus and go out and get somebody else because it's not worked. He's younger, so he should be carrying more of a a value. Um, yeah. I don't think either of them are reliable, and I certainly don't think drama is the answer. Um, so uh, I, I don't think either of them. Uh, I, I don't think any of those three. If we survive this season, I don't think any of those three are anybody that we should be looking at starting the majority of our games next season. Which leads us to say, I think we need to sign somebody new. Okay. Well, that 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 that's that sound. No panic there at all. Should Dallas will be back by next year anyway? So. <laughs> Um, what I don't want to see, which is what a couple of people call for during the week, was cock at right back. <laughs> I'm all right with that. He was on yeah. the bench today, and I was all right with that too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's just get off cock. All right. <laughs> well, talking about that, Bully's in with Carl and Luke could do a collaboration on OnlyFans. So, <laughs> Jesus Christ! I got to. I got to like. There's someone want to be a pimp, like you know what I mean. What's going on? <laughs> I ain't taking no talcum powder slaps, though. But you know, 
it's okay. like just you know management <laughs> any more there giddy quickly um, <laughs> apparently we need to take off our nostalgia bamford glasses he washed but i still think he offers more in the build-up than rodrigo does Rodrigo, yes, this season he's been much more clinical in front of goal, but I think he still offers more than Rodrigo does in, in the build-up. Um, mm. So, I don't think it's as much uh, like uh, Carl was saying there, where we need to take the glasses off about Bamford. Like, we don't have any other options. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is this is the thing. Like, we, we, regardless of whether we start Rodrigo or not. One of them's going to be coming on with about twenty minutes to go. What is going on here? Like, I hope that's not a Cornish on that he means, <laughs> which is a mini pickle. <laughs> oh, right, okay. I don't know what the fuck's going on there. Uh, <laughs> I mean, what is shit. going on, Jamie? You can get some cream for that, apparently. <laughs> These are fucking random. You just pick a random mad ones no, all together here. Like, I need to open this fucking Nessie's. thing here. Bully's saying he's been round to Rubber Julie's. <laughs> Lads. Jammy's is the... tiny like a hamster's tail. <laughs> Who are they talking um, about there now? <laughs> I'm, hoping it, I'm hoping it's each other. Let's get back into some football ones. So, yeah. Um, jo- Jojo is with us. So, McKenney is the most industrial midfielder at Leeds. Now, industrial to me usually means no finesse at all to the, their player, but they're a strong person and they're just going to put in uh, strong tackles, uh, but they can't pass. They won't have a good touch. That's that's what industrial says to me. So, mm. But then he follows that up with, he can make the pass, see the ball over the top to Bamford as a powerful header for set pieces. It's a shame Leeds' squad hasn't been improved. I think um, if you look at the balance of play, he's been the worst squad member that we've had um, other than Aronson since since we signed him. Um, mm-hmm. I think today he did better. If you look at Forrest, he had about half an hour where he did quite well. Um, but I, I think I think that's that's massively overplaying it. So if you're saying there, the most industrial midfielder is as in he's the one that's going to put in a big tackle, I would agree. Anything else out of that, I, I fully disagree with. I, I think his passing's really poor, or it has mm-hmm. been for us. Um uh, it does look okay in, in the air. Uh, so maybe that's something that Big Sam will, will, will look to take advantage of. Although the one thing I would say is we saw it today. We saw it from Verba previously. We've got a couple of lads there that have got a great long throw on them. Um, Marsh was keen for Rafinha to take long throws, but uh, nobody's taking advantage of the fact that we've got um, people that are capable of doing that and putting some bombs in the opposition box. From a throw-in? I, well, yeah. I, th- I, I think... <laughs> I, I think today, uh, I don't think it was more. I, I think it was more that uh, we didn't get the opportunity that high up the pitch for with throw-ins <laughs> to, to be able to lodge them in. Like, I, like you said, I'd like to see it done more against Newcastle. We'll definitely have more opportunities against Newcastle than we. Uh... I think Jay's asking that of you and you and Mez. <laughs> that better be an autocorrect, you prick. <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think we'll have more opportunities. I think we've all been something... on the randy juice tonight. Tom's saying hopefully it's something penicillin can handle. <laughs> I'm going to have to go through all these on the way back. For me, submissive, Carl is a strong lover. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've never seen it like this before. <laughs> Without, without it being spam accounts in the comments, at least. I think yeah. Quite positive. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Ollie, just go and ride your 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 better halves, all right, and and just get it out of your systems. You'll be all right. I encourage riding each other today. It's fine. I, I don't like any more from So, um, I, I, yeah, I don't know. If, if, um, there were quite a few people looking at the numbers that missed the start off. So, I'm manifesting uh, West Ham and. Um, and Spurs to be on the beach by the time we play them. This is what's going on here. So, uh, fingers mm. crossed. Um, yeah, absolutely. Question from Russ. Do we sell both Bamford and Rodrigo next season and get someone who can do both roles like Bamford and Rodrigo can? Do you want to take that first? I think to, I don't think we're going to get a lot of money for Bamford if we do decide to sell him. I think Rod is exactly the same. Um, I agree. But 
I I quite like having two players with different outputs towards a game. Now, if we have one player that does all that, then we're kind of, again, we're limiting ourselves to, you know, who plays off that guy? Are yeah. we playing with three up top? Or are we just playing the same kind of formation, but then we have nothing to change it up with if this guy doesn't work out up front on his own? Or, you know, so, so I like, I like the fact that we have two options. Yeah, but to change the question slightly, mm. who can you get that's going to do both of those jobs? Who can you get that, that can hold it up, that's going to occupy the centre-backs and be clinically front of goal and have the good touch and put the work in in, in that hurricane? Yeah, well, you're, you're not getting that for less than about 80 or 90 million. Like, We're not getting that at all. Yeah, this is <laughs> the like, issue. Like Anybody that can do both of those in one is going to a Champions League side. Absolutely, yeah. Though we're not like if we're going for someone like that, we have to go for like a shirt sleeve sponsor, wish type bloody player, and I think well, that would be someone like future. yeah. Or like if yeah. we're going to go after anyone, it could have been that uh, Brereton Diaz, perhaps. But yeah. again, you know, so the, Bukarest, he's, he's I think he's probably mm. this season's Ben Brereton Diaz from last season, isn't he? So Brereton Diaz. Uh, he burst onto the international scene and he was doing well uh, last season and, and he was scoring a, a, a good number of goals. Jokeres look, looks looks to be doing the same thing this season. I think mm. uh, I, you know I've not heard much talk of Bertin Diaz. I, I've got to admit I don't see I don't see much of the championship. I might see a lot more of it next, next season, but uh, <laughs> but you know I, I don't I don't I watch a lot of championship football. I, I you know you see a bit of the coverage and you see. Uh, some of the um, you know some of the podcasts that you listen to talk about it, touch on it. Um, I've not heard much of uh, Brereton Diaz this season. Um, a, a lot of people wanted us to go in for him, and I was like, yeah, fair enough. But this is one good season, and we've got a two good season Bamford, and you're wanting to replace him with a one good season Brereton Diaz. Do, do we not want somebody that's more proven? Uh, uh, the difficulty you've got is, you know, you look at look at um, what Brentford have done uh, and they mm. had Watkins and Watkins had the capability they picked him up I don't know how much for but at, the, at that time I suspect it was not very much they picked Tony up for not very much yeah. um, so they replaced Watkins with Ivan Tony and you know Newcastle had, had Tony they'd let him go he went to um, was it Swindon and then Peterborough and they picked, uh, Brent, Brentford picked him up for Peterborough so yeah. I, you know the, these these players they are there but Nobody could have predicted that um, Ivan Tony were going to get twenty plus goals this season. So you know it, it, it is a difficult one. And if Ivan Tony leaves Brentford, he's going to leave Brentford for a shitload of money, and he's going to go to a Villa or better. Now mm. it, it pains me to say this, but under Emery, Villa are going to be pushing on for Europe next season. Um, oh, of course, yeah. So, so he, not he would be, you know, that that. But and Brentford have had a, a marvelous season this season. But it wouldn't take many players to be poached from them for them to start dropping away. Whereas I think you know the likes of Brighton are a bit different. Um, you know, Caicedo has been linked with sixty-five million pound moves. McAllister might go for even more than that. They only need to sell one of them, um, yeah. and they'll they'll continue having. Uh, uh, you know, I, I think they'll they'll come good again next season, especially if they end up keeping all of Deserby. Um, so I think it's uh, you know when when you're looking at the players that are out there. Trying to get one player that can do the job of both of those those players that we have, that's really difficult. It was at this point that one of our intrepid podcasters, not Gilly, ended the live stream while trying to switch devices. Thank you for all comments and thank you for the continued support of those that follow the podcast and interact with us, both via our live recordings and our socials. Join us again next time for another episode of Auto Know Better.
to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Thank you for listening to another Auto Know Better podcast, the Independent Legion United podcast. You can engage with us via our socials on YouTube and Twitter at the address at Auto Know Better with your thoughts on the show or subjects you'd like us to discuss. You can even join us live and have your say while we're recording on our YouTube channel for the main weekly show and the Berardi and Coke After Match podcasts. With three years' worth of content you can listen back to, from interviews with former Leeds players and managers to Hollywood stars. Maybe choose carefully which match reviews to check out, though. Remember to subscribe on whichever app you choose to follow us on.